with uh, Kyle and Riley. Uh, today we're on, we got a couple couple interesting guests on today. We've got uh, Matt and Riker from uh, Rove Productions. Um, we're gonna just dive into the, our industry, talk about their story and, uh, and you know, sort of see how they got where they are and where they are now. So uh, yeah, if you guys wanna introduce yourselves, that'd be awesome. You go. Yeah, ladies first. I was going to say age before, yeah, age before beauty, that works, you're older than me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just awkward pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name's Matt. Uh, I'm one half of Rogue Productions, uh, production company here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, that Riker and I have been running now for about two years, um, and then prior to that, about a year each of freelance, um, and then prior to joining the creative industry, I uh, worked at a hedge fund company as a transfer agent for a bit, and prior to that, five years as a naval weapons engineer with the... Uh, Navy. Naval Weapons Engineer with the RCMP. <laughs> what a mixed yeah. bag. With yeah. Target yeah. of all places. It's, yeah. 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 It's, it's the beyond part of Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> uh, and I'm Riker, uh, also obviously one half of Rogue Productions. Um, before I got into the creative space, I took a kinesiology and biology degree from Acadia. That's where I met Kyle, respect, actually. Respect, I was yeah. actually Kyle's teacher. In, in, You're my what, TA. I was your, t- I was your uh, lab phase. instructor. <laughs> so, yeah. What and then started working at a gym, started doing content creation at the gym that I was working at, and then eventually moved off to doing this full-time, which was, I only started full-time last year. Like, yeah, dur- like yeah. dur- or 2020, I guess. Like, COVID actually is what made it possible for me to go full-time. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think it'd be the exact Super opposite. Backwards. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a similar, similar to us, too. That way it was kind of, I was freelance for a year before, kind of, mm-hmm. before Kyle came aboard. And, yeah, no, that's, you guys have been fucking, you've been killing it so far. You, you're two years in. How, uh, how's it going? You guys are happy with, with the growth and the direction it's going? Yeah, I mean, we definitely can't complain with the growth, yeah. that's for sure. Um, I feel like our direction's always changing. Like, we, like for like six months like this is what we want to do yeah and then at the end of that we're like oh maybe we want to do this instead yeah. but i mean it's, it's always gonna be video centric really we're us. just like trying a little bit of everything and then whatever seeing what sticks wh- whatever we don't like we won't do again and then if there's things that we kind of like True. we'll just kind of like elaborate on those uh, that's kind of been my motto with everything is like i've worked like a uh, hundred different jobs i don't want to say hated all of them because there's a few <laughs> that i really like yeah, but <laughs> but eventually landed on photo and video and that's what we're still doing but yeah like we've been doing like we got our first really big contract in 2022 or sorry 2020 <laughs> in 2022 we got our first really big contract in 2022 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just started and uh with wine growers which was fucking sweet um we basically toured around all nova scotia and went to 20 different vineyards and profiled like did like a uh interview piece with every with the winemakers and the owners of each of the vineyards, and just, dude, come on. <laughs> and if you're, uh, you're scratching, it's because Matt is uh, ADHD over here. He's yeah, he's literally picking the table tea. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, no, that's and that's it. Like we just we got to get kind of like a behind the scenes look at the industry, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then we've just kind of been trying to get deeper and deeper into the wine industry in Nova Scotia. They're one of our big clients, so they really kind of kick things off for us are you guys big winos like is that a business, business we, we are now yeah, yeah. i mean like yeah. realistically like yeah. prior to getting that first contract i mean like neither of us really drink a whole lot mm-hmm. no. and we definitely didn't drink wine and then after that it's like you just grow to love the taste yeah. not just because like the taste of the wine but you like, appreciate it you get to know the winemakers the vineyard owners what goes into the wine yeah. and how you know, different characteristics of each winemaker like shapes the wine itself. Right. So you can't help any. Now you're just drinking it like water. <clears throat> That's. Oh man. There is I've water got... in there. We consumed, <laughs> we consumed over sure. 100 bottles of wine like between the two of us. Easily uh, over 100 bottles of wine like in the past like, year. In the past and a half. year. Yeah. yeah and I have like a. I'm carrying the team. Probably same, but Kyle doesn't. Yeah. I probably have like a 40 bottle collection at my house right now too. Just give all mine away. It's kind of cool to have that stockpile. Oh it's man! Like it's not that you need to drink them all. I mean, his, some... his wedding was sponsored by uh, various vineyards across. The <laughs> yeah, basically. Not a big deal. I think yeah. we drank eleven <laughs> bottles of Benjamin Bridge bubbly over oh, the man. weekend, which is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, 
That was sweet. And I got some crazy ones. I got, like, one of Gary Vee's wines, like, the, like, limited edition one. Oh, really? And then, obviously, we were part of the Benjamin Bar- the BB Club. Benjamin Bridges Barrel. Oh, I yeah. saw you guys Which is like, go yeah, yeah, so, like, every three months, they send us, like, three, <clears throat> I don't know, like, exclusive, like, bottles. exclusive yeah. bottles of wine. Ones that, that you can't get commercially. Right. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Does it come with like a story too? Like, oh yeah, they have like a full write up of it. That goes over each one. And then they actually do like a live tasting with, um, oh my god, what's his name? Jean Benoit. Jean Benoit, the winemaker. They do a live tasting Jeez. so you can actually with like Batman, sit in with him. How could you do anything? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> he speaks dude. in poems. It's crazy. He is. He's the, the most is, poetic human I've ever met in my life. Sit down and all listen to him talk about anything. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, you literally like we. The interview with him, I think we have like 90 minutes of interview footage, to, and you had to like decipher That's it to figure yeah, it out. Just, <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a nightmare, but when you're listening to it, you're just like... <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but then you had to bring it down to 60 seconds, <laughs> yeah. and like he didn't have like a single 60 second explanation of anything. Was fluid, it was just like... Fluid, yeah. yeah, everything was just beautiful. Like you could have made like a full length. Movie. Yeah, we're yeah. basically delivering um, a 60 second video to each vineyard, but then like a 90 minute video to Benjamin Bridge. Yeah. Like, here you go. Just so where sad. was that project? Like that was on YouTube. Is that for there? Like for Note One, Nova Scotia, or? Uh, it is on their YouTube. Yeah. They use it for marketing for their social media, um, and then All each of the vineyards uses it individually as well. Right. But, yeah. For and their you guys also implemented. You're doing some like teaching along with that too, weren't you? Like you were running some social media classes. Or? Yeah. So it just yeah. ended up being uh, through still the wine growers uh, of Nova Scotia. They hosted. They have like an ambassador program. So certain micro influencers around the city who go to vineyards as well as like yeah. yeah new brunswick has a few um and they just came in and Riker and i gave a quick course on how to create better content with your cell phone just so they're better equipped when it comes to actually self-promoting these, these right. vineyards because a lot awesome. of the vineyards i mean there are a few like really big ones like you got your like luckets and lightfoot and benjamin bridge but then there's also a lot of small ones like lacadie is literally like bruce and his wife run the whole thing right like it's just two of them, but they also are like super competitive with the wines that they make, which is really cool. Um, but a lot of them just don't have the money for like big, like to have somebody right. in house doing all the marketing. All the so any assets that like we could give or the winery associate could give for. I also just a feel bonus. like respectfully that the wine industry is like an older age crowd too. Like so, like for them to have for someone full time, it's not necessarily someone that's going to come in and run an Instagram yeah. page. Yeah. It's, you need someone that actually knows what they're talking about and yeah. can answer those questions. And yeah, well, and there's a, there's a few vineyards that are like, again, you have the ones that I like are like very university centric. Like, have the older crowd that really appreciate wine, then have the people who want to come in because they want like a nice meal and to take a selfie kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. and like sh- like cheers glasses and yeah, leave. Yeah. But then you have like the some a lot of the smaller ones is like very like wine aficionado people like coming from. Europe or from out west and stuff like that coming in specifically because they heard that this wine was really good. Right. So mm-hmm. there's like there's kind of like the, like a mixed bag of people that. They're are gonna have it. a specific red telephone booth, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that a couple times. Yeah. Oh man. For sure. It's iconic though. It really. I've is. actually never been. I've never oh, been. You've never been, been wine, like I've never been on a wine tour. Oh, here. I was supposed man. to go on tour with my family this past year, like year, but COVID kind of happened. And guy hurt his back. Yeah, I, yeah, I threw my back out the night before we were supposed to go. So I just <sighs> was like, I'm not gonna. As much as wine probably would have helped, it probably would have just like hurt longer, right? Definitely. Definitely. We'll have to do a joint company party. Yeah. Yeah. Rove Uncharted Wine Tour. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do a Sony. Oh. We'll do a Sony Lads uh, Wine Tour. Hey, that would hey, actually yeah, be. We yeah. actually should. That'd be so hilarious. No but cameras that, allowed. Yeah. <laughs> That would actually be unreal, yeah. If cameras allowed and we could it all be all be for free, you know? Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't guarantee the quality of the footage at that point. Yeah. Oh no, it, the yeah. first venue definitely has an advantage over the last yeah, one. I used to sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, kind of to continue on the question train, you guys are going to Africa soon. You're heading off. Oh man. Yeah, two two and a half weeks. About that, going to Uganda for three weeks. Yeah, we're just. I'm assuming neither of you have ever been before. Never. No, I haven't been anywhere. No. Yeah, no? he's been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico, so. and I've been to like I've been to Florida, I've been to Mexico, and I've been to BC, and that's like the extent and of my travels. Extent. And now I'm going to Africa for three weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to avoid contact with show. as many people as possible. Yeah. Just where COVID's ramping up, like every day closer to the trip, we're getting more and more like hypersensitive. Like I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. Because like if I get COVID like a couple days before this trip, oh yeah. Man. Yeah. We're basically yeah. like not taking on any projects 
until we get back. We're doing like Supplement King because like we do their stuff every month for them. But mm -hmm. other than that, we don't have anything lined up until we get back because like How uh, are you we just don't want to reach uh, three weeks. Three weeks, true. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's like two and a half days of travel. Both ways. On the way there and on the way back. Or and no, we, a day and a half there, two days back. Two days back. Yeah. And weeks, yeah, you're doing a layover, you said, right? Like, yeah, in Qatar. In Qatar. Crazy. It's going to be really yeah. cool. I just wish that we were going to get get there in the morning or something, though, so we could go. Yeah, we're there overnight, basically. Right. We get there, like, supper time. We don't need until the next morning. Mm. want to go to the desert. And then, I guess, yeah, go back on the Uga like the Africa trip, because nobody, everybody listening doesn't really know what you're going for. Yeah. You guys want to kind of speak on that. I think it's... Awesome. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we're... So, like, little backstory. A couple of years ago, so my friends Jonathan and Autumn run a retreat, like a wellness retreat in Cape Breton every year at Live Life Intense. And Lee's cousin, who he owns Live Life Intense, she was there working for the summer. We kind of just connected, started talking. She was talking about this uh, nonprofit that she started in Africa uh, called the Meraki Project. And the, the kind of what the, oh man, I don't even know how to explain it. Like what the nonprofit stands for has like kind of evolved over the years. But basically, she helps out in refugee camps with education. She does like uh, education through art um, at the camps. So really cool program. We hit it off. I originally planned to go with her almost two years ago now. Yeah, to just, Africa. just pre-COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, like we were gonna go in like May, and then COVID mm, happened, like March. May of 2020. Um, and then yeah, and then we've just been in talks and like we've been in contact. And then she was finally just like, you know what? I'm going back. I want you to come with me. And I was like, cool. If I'm going, Matt's coming. So we basically got the whole trip organized and we're going over there to document the teachers specifically in this like section of the refugee camp. Right. Yeah. To kind of tell their story. Um, it's going to be sweet. I mean, you can add some more to that if you want, but I mean, that's, that's the gist much, of it. Yeah. That yeah. says it. We're just going there to profile some teachers in hopes to secure funding for their salaries for, for the year. Cause it's yeah. super inexpensive. It's, it's what, $200 a month, 200 bucks a month for a teacher salary. And like, you know, if, without the teachers, these kids aren't getting right. the education. Right. And I mean, they, from what Anika was saying, they live and breathe for the school. Yeah. And they, I mean, we were just told today too, because it was up in the air if, if the, the government was going to allow the schools to be open, but they just opened up schools yeah. across Uganda. So okay. thankfully and they, we go there. The we'll schools right. have been closed for... Since the start of the pandemic. Yeah. For almost yeah. two years now. Just so closed. Well, um, yeah. you know, my nervous, learning isn't quite there's, as accessible. Yeah. No, there. there's no, definitely no, it's nothing crazy. like that. So, but yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, it's gonna be awesome. And I saw you guys posted too that you're doing, uh, you collecting like $20, $20 donations and you're buying uh, a disposable camera. Right. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that um, I think Anika started for this year specifically. It was, it was for this year, yeah. yeah with students that she's been working class. with for the past couple of years and basically just like a little photo project for these kids. And I, I mean, I think on the third day she had enough cameras bought for everybody. So right. yeah, I think she needed yeah. 47 and she got 49, 50, 49. She got 52 or 53. Amazing. But awesome. the other way that she fundraises for this occasionally is because it's education through art, the kids actually like make bracelets mm -hmm. um, as part of the art program. And she sells them back here. So you can basically you can buy a bracelet, they're $20, and then you sponsor a kid at the refugee okay. camp. Yeah. Um, I That's can't awesome. remember the numbers exactly, but I'm pretty sure that $20 pays for their entire year of education. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, those are crazy numbers. Yeah, it just makes you realize like how good we have it over here, so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing too to, you know, have that brought to your attention. Like yeah, that kind of part of the world. It's gonna be humbling for sure. It's gonna be something completely different to actually be there, right? And oh like, my god! People and, right. I mean, if you come back the same person, like you did something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited to not only hear about it but see the content you guys produce for it because I know it's gonna be unreal. So it's gonna be awesome. Basically, we go into the camp every other day. There's no school on weekends, obviously. Yeah. So like, we're gonna do like either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or we'll do like Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, kind of thing. Yeah, depending yeah. on because it's a, it's a, a two and a half hour drive through back country roads in Uganda. Yeah. 
and not the backcountry roads that like you just cruise through in yeah. country songs. She couldn't here stress it enough. She goes, Nova Scotia. You, you, you have not seen the potholes out on these roads yeah. according okay. to, to Anikish. They're pretty. Yeah. Nobody's singing songs about these backcountry roads. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Damn. Do you yeah. guys have anything big lined up? Can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's fair. Honestly, like, not specifically. Like, we've kind of opened up. We're like, like you said, we're trying to lock in some like longer term work this yeah. year. It's the one-off stuff is fun because you get to buzz around and yeah. do everything. Do yeah. like see all the backgrounds of everything. Yeah. But we kind of want to just get on with some companies and just stick to and For know sure. that our bills are paid. And yeah. you know that we just want that security this year. So it's kind of our big focus. But I mean, other than the Thunderbirds, there's nothing really. We're kind of just waiting on them to get back with yeah. with, yeah. with COVID and everything too. So oh, it's been it's been a funny year. Just like kind of like you said, Baker. I think it was. <clears throat> it's like. Doing a bunch of different projects, Matt, you might have said this actually, but doing a bunch of different stuff and then being like, well, we actually don't like doing this. Yeah. And it, I think it's it's funny too because we have that connection with Acadia where you did Ken yeah. and I did nutrition. Neither of us are using either of those degrees no. whatsoever. So first of all, did a degree, not that we didn't like it, but it's like completely don't even use it. Definitely. Don't do that. Um, you said about the jobs. I'm such a firm believer <laughs> that like you need to do shitty jobs totally. in your life. To, to learn what you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, I did, 100%. I mean, I cleaned people's golf clubs, which actually didn't suck that bad, but like, don't want to do that forever. Yeah. Uh, I painted fire hydrants one summer. That was miserable. Like, I did, I did junk hydrant. removal. Yeah. I was working for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I worked in a, oh I, worked, I worked at a, an aerospace where you like build airplane flaps and that was like ship work. That was miserable. That is like polar opposites. Clearing out junk and then building yeah. an aerospace and, space. I know. And, and the, the time frame is like pretty close to each other too, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> <that's laughs> like, you don't know who's building those planes and now you do. So. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting <laughs> the, the parallel there with like our work and then like the work that we're doing now. It's yeah. just like you got to you got to do everything, experience a lot of different things, and figure out what you're good at, what you like, and yeah, that's sort sure. of what we're trying to do too. So, yeah. Um, There's not like, just one path to getting there, either. I know it's like the most cliche thing that people say is like, <laughs> it's the it's like, journey, not yeah, the it's the journey. But like honestly, I mean, it really is. Like I probably wouldn't be here shooting, like doing photo and video if I hadn't gone to Acadia and done yeah. my kin degree, God, obviously. No. no, for sure. Right, so. Were you, were you, like, a creative, like, growing up, or did you, like... That's what I was going to ask if, like, anyone yeah. had any creative tendencies or creative-based jobs yeah. prior to this. Man, I used to draw a lot. Like, I have, like, like binders and binders and binders full of drawings back home. Okay. And I, like, still occasionally pick up a sketchbook and, like, draw some stuff down. I was never good, but I just <laughs> liked... I mean, I liked doodling, yeah, yeah. right? Great. And then, and, like... That was that was really it. Like, I mean, I I bought a GoPro in university, just like classic. Like, I wanted to mm -hmm. go to like three pools, and like I did a couple like, uh, like party videos and stuff like that. I like strapped a GoPro to a bottle of champagne and like passed it yeah. around the party, like yeah. that kind of stuff. But that was like the extent of it. And then I didn't even think, like in university, it was like. I was always the one taking photos with my phone, and I have like thousands of photos from university, mm -hmm. but I never like thought back then like oh maybe someday i'll like to take photos for other people like no, no, never weird, yeah. not in a million years i think it's I, I think a lot of people have those creative like tendencies and but like obviously this is like whatever like a society and whatever but like yeah there's not a lot of like avenues for that like you, you're always pushed to like go do kin because oh, you're totally. athletic or go do nutrition because yeah. you're a, an athlete or do business because like I don't know money, I guess. Yeah. But like, so, but it's never like, oh, well, you should explore photography, you should explore videography, yeah. right? So it's you we don't have to find it on your own. We all kind of like also like graduated around the, the time of like the birth of social media too, and now it's more feasible to actually have a career totally. in this field because like Fair, before yeah. it was like you're being like published in a magazine or you're like yeah you're mm -hmm. like hopefully getting on like a website like but not really yeah. even like but now we're so fortunate that there's so many different platforms that you can literally just if you really want to work for a company and run their TikTok. Well, right? I mean, like, man, like, there's kids out there doing dance videos on their iPhones and making a million dollars a year. Like, <laughs> it literally blows my mind. That's there's, very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many ways that, like, yeah, you don't even, 
even us as creatives in the industry, like we don't even realize how many opportunities there are for mm-hmm. stuff like this. It's like, just a it's massive crazy. shift. So like, mm-hmm. you know, what you were saying earlier about like kind of getting work based off money, getting a degree, right? Like that mm-hmm. was something I was very much sought after, you know, maybe fucking a decade ago, yeah. maybe two decades ago. But I mean, Kevin O'Leary, notorious, you know, entrepreneur, businessman. He, uh, there's like a TikTok that was going around with him oh, quoting how, you know, his bet now is more so on creatives for making more money in the future. He's like, if you're a photographer or you know how to make videos or you're good at managing social media or you can do graphic design, he's like, that's where the money's getting pushed to now because, mm-hmm. you know, even specific things like NFTs and Web3 and social media, like that is, oh, that is where the future is going, right? And you need people to be creating content for that, yeah, 100%. right? 100%. No, it's definitely way easier to make money off the NAF than it was before, for sure. Um, I'm trying to transition. What were we talking? I mean, Matt, I want to go back like to yes and no. Right? I mean, you just still need to. There's a lot of investing in yourself that you have to Absolutely. do. Absolutely, totally. To yeah. get to that point where you can make like money and sustain yourself, but I get what you mean. Like, the, the barrier to entry. Crew, right? Yeah, it's like it's the, you can literally have one person running. The whole Everything. production. Obviously, it's not going to have the same attention to detail. But still, cases, even but 20 years ago, you could never have just one person no. film that, yeah. something for a website or, or even a TV spot, right? It's like no. a team of fucking 10 plus people. Right? Yeah. But now, That's like, the two of you could run in, or me and Riker can run in, yeah. and like, we've done TV spots. You guys have done TV spots. We yeah. like Thunderbirds and yeah. stuff like that. Two people can pull it off and do it better than, you know, a team of 10 at that. 100%. Yeah. Point. That's one thing we're trying to showcase with the Thunderbirds, too, is that we're doing this behind-the-scenes, 24-7 kind of yeah. content. With Tyson as well. With Tyson. Yeah, yeah Tyson. Obviously, he's a big lead. He's leading the whole thing, doing, like, yeah. the script out, and we're just kind of getting all the yeah. shot lists and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's to see, like, now watching back on those, it's like, holy crap, how many guys have they have working here? Like, because, yeah. like... You look, go and watch. I was watching like the Leafs one a few weeks ago, and it's yeah. like they have everything. And it's like if Kyle and I, like one of us misses something, it's like fuck. Like it's, yeah, it is it's only gone. two of us. That's the only downside. But on the other side of it too, it's so easy to just know that it's the two of us. <clears> what <throat> we're gonna be producing is like it's just it's all our content. So you kind of yeah. shoot for that and pre-plan. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit easier to manage too, right? Obviously, yeah. with a larger team, 100%. you're gonna get a better production. Mm-hmm. But then, like managing that many moving parts in those yeah. heads and making mm-hmm. sure everyone's aligned, I feel like there's more. It's a whole skill set. But it's still something that I mean, Riker and I definitely want to dabble. Like we 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 love the idea. I'm I'm speaking for us, but totally. I think we love the idea of just contracting out people to have like a team of like five plus people yeah. at one point just to do one really kick-ass video and be yeah. like, fuck, yeah. like, we made this. 100. Right? Like and yeah, we talked to Brad about a bit a bit about that <clears> too. Yeah. That it's like it's. It would be fun too to see like it'd be so fun. See who, who can really hone your together. skills really, and see see where who's good at what. And I think it'd be I think we'd be able to really produce something cool. Oh, I keep yeah. yeah. Our uh, our big push, like Matt was saying there, is like it's to try to start creating more versus documenting more. It's mm. like we find and like I'm not gonna throw like don't want to throw like numbers or anything like that, but we find with like smaller projects, it's generally less like not as well planned out mm-hmm. like not the done. the client might not have as good of an idea as much as you want to try and guide them in a location like into a direction it's like oh no but like this might look good and it's like no 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 that's not that's not the plan yeah right so like mm-hmm. we're trying to push into more of like here's our set shots list and because here's how the edit is going to be mm-hmm. and here's what you're going to use it for versus all right we got four hours uh, what are we gonna do? do right, stuff. like, like, Good let's man. do some stuff. Let's do that. so. Like, we're trying to move more into the like creating versus documenting, and there's a place for both of it. And sometimes, even bigger projects, you do need to document stuff. But mm-hmm. that's like our big push this year. Yeah, is, it really depends, I guess, on, on the end goal of the piece of content, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and really breaking it down between, I would argue, like two classes of clients, like qualified versus unqualified. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like an unqualified client would be someone who to your point you know not necessarily a plan in place not a huge budget they just want a piece of content for either filler evergreen or just a a basic ad strategy putting out versus a qualified client who they're like okay cool we're going to invest you know 25 to fifty thousand dollars on this video right they exactly they have a full marketing team they want a full you know rfp for it they want to have the proper pre-production they want to have several creative briefs with you and your team and then you know, the post-production is a massive component that they yeah. want to be along for the right. ride as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, to Roger's point, that's something we really enjoy doing because when you show up to, to shoot day, right, you have the storyboard done, you have your shots list all figured mm-hmm. out. It's just so much more it's seamless. Tasks. There's a checklist, oh. right? There's a checklist. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, yeah. 
<laughs> and I, I think that also comes to being just like starting to move into the expert side of being in this field, right? Like yeah, of course. You guys now have done all that other running gun stuff and you're learning on the go. Yeah. And you know that it's like when you show up that you can confidently say, okay, these guys don't, like even if it's like a B-list client, like you're saying like, uh, you get there and you're like, um, they don't know what they want, but you can say, okay, and you can take control yeah. and, and yeah. still pull something together. And that's the thing is a lot of it is on us, yeah. right? And even, that's, totally. Yeah. Even, even from the pre-production Yeah, stuff. even from like, like what I was referencing earlier with the qualified and unqualified client, like even if the client doesn't have an idea or whatnot, you can be pretty stern with like, you know, our company requires two pre-production meetings, yeah. right? We're going to send you over a storyboard and the shots is for you to approve, right. right? And then you then as a company are kind of taking the initiative to level up this video that you could have just been like, cool, I'll show up, I'll film for four right. hours, but now you're putting more time and effort into the pre-production, yeah. which is gonna result in a better video for the client, and you know, even if the budget's not there, you can then leverage that for a bigger project. Yeah, right? and just better turnaround. Like, that's- Big like, time. Like, just not having to sort through, we, we, we said this at the beginning of this summer when we got the to work with the Winery Association again, we were like, cool, shots list, we're gonna go in, we don't <laughs> want any more than 50 clips. And here, and we finished the first day, and we're like, and Matt's like, Matt's like, how many you got? I was like, eighty. He's like, I got one hundred and ten. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how, we have two hundred clips for this. We're only making a thirty-second video. Yeah. Like, and then, and then your your post production ends up taking you nine hours because you're sorting through all this stuff. And so often too, you like overshoot, and like you're like. I'm, you're like putting makeup on a pig. You're like, I can, you only shoot this thing yeah. so many ways. Like we were totally. doing a real estate shoot yesterday, and it was like a couple moving gimbal shots. It's like, okay, what else do we need? It's like, well, just we're in a basement. Like, what else are we gonna? <laughs> yeah. What else are we gonna do right exactly. now? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's super tough not to do though, because you always think like, oh, what if I need this shot? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to miss something, right? Like you you, you can, can't go back. I know. Like, you can check off your your shots list, but then you'll see someone like pouring wine or like. Doing something with lacrosse stick, you're like, ooh, I should probably yeah. get this just in case. The light, yeah. the light yeah. has a certain way, like, oh, that's sick. Yeah. I, I definitely won't use it, but what if I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah right? exactly. I should have this for later, and it's like, how many times have you ever gone back? Oh my god. I have afterwards. at least six terabytes of footage that I could delete today and just never think twice about. Oh, 100%. You won't do it. Just in case. Yeah, just in case, case I need it. Hey, right? you know what? Like, five years from now, we might be like, you know what? We want to make a nostalgia video oh. of us from eight well, years the, the ago. Well, the last dance, right? Like, imagine. Yeah, no, hey, man. Like, you know? 100%. That's why we talk about documenting more all the time, so you can see, like, you know, the come up of a business. Yeah, like, do, like, like yeah. we want to, like, document more with us and create more for, like, That's clients 100%. kind of thing. We're, then we keep saying that, too, that we're not great at, like, marketing our own brand and, like, yeah. showing the behind the scenes of, like, what we do, because it's, like... Yeah, we'll post a couple of Instagram stories here and there, but to like show like yeah. getting the clients and you know like just that like that building the brand like mm. and even like with Harvest here too like I've been filming with these guys for like two years and I have so much mm. archive that if this ever does take off and is like across Canada it's like yeah. we can do a full yeah production because yeah. I have everything right yeah. and even for you like to do to Jesus the two of you guys <laughs> yeah. uh, even with the two of you guys with Uncharted right even doing these podcasts mm -hmm. this is a perfect you this know this could be used as behind the scenes yeah. because you're continuously talking totally. about your guys' brand where you're going and then throughout every episode you're getting further ahead with your goals and what you want to do you yeah. know so damn we should roll another camera I guess <laughs> yeah shit yeah not where's enough the, where's, the, where's the vlog camera we should have brought our cameras too <laughs> have That's not literally nine like cameras set up I was like oh, I'll share my camera it's so like you still have your phone, and you're like, I wish I had my camera. Oh, <laughs> man. Doesn't it kill me to have to be like, okay, I guess I'll take it with my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, this is still, like, an amazing yeah. camera. You'll, you'll, but see, like, you'll see Riker without a camera, and he's going to take a photo like this. His hand just shaking. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fine. It's fine. But, you know, so moments true. like that I kind of enjoy, too. And, like, sometimes mm. I have to take a step back from my own self, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I had my camera. And be like, yeah. Maybe we'll just enjoy this moment yeah, for me. That's yeah, true. You know, because like, how many times are we so wrapped up in our cameras trying to get the shot or get a video clip that we end up missing an entire sunset? Oh, I don't even see it with my eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm so fixated on getting a photo yeah. of me or Riker and video clips that we'll never use. You're like, oh, the sun's down. I yeah. didn't see that at all. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going now. Yeah. It's like people taking cell phone photos of fireworks that they're never going to oh show. Oh my anything, god. Right? Yeah. It's like just enjoy the fireworks. Yeah, right? Instead of like true. 30 oh. photos in a two minute video that you'll never review. Yeah. It's yeah. tough too though, because like that's on like the other side of that's like it's our job to document so like even if you're at these events you're like totally. you don't get to, you're not yeah. enjoying these events but you you are but you're not you're still not you yeah. know like it's it, that's it's a tough it's, side it's a little stressful for sure i've noticed that at the thunderbirds games i'm like 
we see so many people that we know, and yeah. everyone's like, hey, yeah, I'm like, ah, really? I want to chat. Yeah, this. I can't do this. Uh, or even yeah. though, like, we probably you go up do. You the main it's concourse, like... and you do a lap around, it's like, and you stop and have, like, 15 conversations. Yeah. 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 And the game's over. You feel like an asshole, because you're like, all right, I got to get going, and then you turn, and there's one more person, you're standing talking to them, and the person's still there in line. It's like, like this motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to try and enjoy it as much as yeah. you can, but it is tough, for sure. So... I guess let's flip to you guys for a second. Like, what's your plan moving forward for the next like two, three years? Like, it's cool if you don't have a plan. You don't need mm. one, but like, you have any of these? Probably just like gonna to get see? rich off NFTs, I guess. I'm really hoping crypto. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times yeah. I've heard you say that phrase. Oh my god, crypto's man. gotta go. I don't care which one. Just one of the oh seven that god. I have. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like for us, it's we're we're still trying to find our identity. I think too. Like we really literally find our identity, yeah. like our name and everything. Yeah, like we're still not sold on our name and just like little things like that. But for us, like. I think we really want to focus on like honing one skill set or area of like, like, uh, like a category in its own. Like yeah. I really, we really enjoy sports content yeah. and like we we're avid golfers now. Like I'm not an I would say I am now that like we want to try and work with like golf brands and golf courses and yeah. like try and like not necessarily work say yes to everything and just really hone into like specific yeah find niche yeah. yeah so yeah exactly like we I think finding our niche is like my big goal for this year. Um, I generally don't, I should, but I generally don't really plan like outside of a year because I'm not, I, I, I just need to, I'm kind of more like in front of me and kind of yeah. right on the, like, the edge of my seat kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like not great at planning, not great at making like long-term decisions. I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'll be yes man. But um, for us it's this year, me specifically, I guess it's just finding our niche. Um, and not only that, I'd love to, we keep saying about like how we enjoy being a two-man team and there's no mm-hmm. overhead or anything like that. But I'd also love to try and like, work with younger creatives like it's totally. crazy to say that i'm not young and a creative in the space but like um, i mean you're still young like, like I, I, mean, I hit 27 and it's all just like that <laughs> no, i turned 28 on friday <laughs> <laughs> oh, couple january boys, i turned eh? 30 two weeks after you turned 28 <sighs> all right we're good then we are the young guys yeah dude, my 20s are gone <laughs> but you know what that's uh, i, I kind of want to try and yeah, help sure. bring those platforms up and get yeah. people it's a lot of this is just having another platform to just tell stories and talk about yourself and talk about what you're excited about. And that's kind of my focus this year is just connecting with people who are driven and, um, passionate about what they're doing and just hearing their stories for this at least. And then uncharted, like I said, just finding our niche, but Mm -hmm. for you, I don't know. I always speak on your behalf. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, but I want to, I want to travel again. Yeah, I, it would be sick to travel. Um, I really do want to collaborate more with with other creatives. Hundred percent. Um, I know, like we've got a pretty solid little group on on Instagram with some lads. Yeah. I think that the if the right project comes along, that could be pretty pretty huge. I think everybody's got a little bit of a different skill set, and we yeah. could really pull something. Together, that's pretty great. So really, I feel like that's gonna happen sooner than later, and I don't know if that's a goal, but it's it's just something that I, I have a hoping feeling about, it, and yeah. I'm hoping for, and and yeah, finding a niche and and just it's, you know figuring out how to make doing what we love it, like realistic and attainable, yeah, and you know, sustainable. Like, not saying that we don't. I haven't loved the last year, but there's definitely projects where you're <clears> in <throat> editing and you're like. You know, I, like, yeah. I really am not super enjoying this, but that's just sort of the nature of the beast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just continuing to learn and grow and, and just figure this out and make sure that uh, we can do this for a long time. Totally. Basically, yeah. Because yeah. We, uh, we've, we've shown that we can we, we can both live off this mm-hmm. for a year. Yeah. Now, I guess it's just trying to grow, make more money, be able to maintain and actually, like, afford, like, houses and yeah. support families and stuff like that. So, I guess that's, like... A shift of the next two to three years is like really making sure that this is like an actual attainable uh, industry to keep in, which I 100% am confident that we are. But, oh, definitely. Um, I was gonna say though, it's funny that uh, that you said about like doing work all together because I forget who it was, but someone like two years ago was like, "So when is like row or not? What, what were you before?" Oh, Champagne 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 Champagne. Like when is Champagne <laughs> and like Uncharted? Like when are you guys all gonna be like come together? And it's like it just doesn't make sense right now. No. There's too many of us. Too many like. Like too many creative kind of uh, mindsets moving in different directions, but like now it's like now it's something we like yeah. really want to do because we know that we'd be able to produce yeah. something unbelievable, right? And like, I think with that too, it's like further honing in on on what position you want to be, right? Because it wouldn't totally. make sense to have four videographers come together and create yeah, something, right? You'd yeah. almost want like 
a videographer, maybe a DP, a director, a, like, a producer, uh, an editor, yeah. grip, right? Yeah. So yeah. trying to, as much as niching into a, uh, like a style of video, niching right. into like what you want to do. Cause mm -hmm. like, I know even Riker on multiple occasions said he wants to go more so into directing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he got the chance to direct uh, Dave Sampson's music video. Won some, uh, won some awards, not a big deal. No, didn't win any. Oh, it didn't. No, nominated, no, though. Nominated, nominated, though. Still. Yeah, which I mean. Be in that mix. Who knows? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> the ECMAs are coming up, so who knows? But I mean, you can speak to that. That was your directorial <laughs> debut, right? And I know you said you really enjoyed that, and it's something you want to you know, pursue going forward. Yeah, and getting on set with people who are more experienced in the industry is also <laughs> something like... Uh, Jack was the DP on that, and like um, Ben and I can't remember the other guy's name were the like grips, and like and I had never like I had never worked with a director of photography before, like which I don't know if I should say that or not, but I mean Andy Hines knew that I hadn't, and <laughs> he threw me into it, and I think we did a pretty good job. I learned a ton from Jack, like. And even stuff that he said that day, like when it comes to like lighting and like setting up the shots and all that kind of stuff, it just made me appreciate how much I don't know right. about anything. <laughs> like yeah. literally setting up the music video was two minutes and 35 <laughs> seconds long and we shot for 10 hours and like setting up for a five second shot was like 45 minutes mm -hmm. minimum, like yeah. 45 minutes. And it was like, boom. Okay. And then like, and then, Still, even with that, we didn't end up using half the shots we got. Right. It was no, crazy. As, 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 like you said, as you never do. Yeah. Like, and even we had it storyboarded down to the seconds. It was like, cool, zero, or like, uh, like pre the song even starting, I'm like, okay, three seconds is going to be this. The song's going to start. Five seconds this is going to happen. Six and a half seconds is going to, and it was like, shot, 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 shot. And we still shot too much. It was just, mm -hmm. it was crazy. You learned so much. From that though. that's like you said though too right about like it was a humbling experience because you realize how much you didn't know oh man it's like with any industry especially one where we're all self-taught right it's like the gift slash curse of knowledge of the more you know the more you realize you don't actually know yeah. whether it's 100%. like shooting techniques editing or gear or how to set mm -hmm. up certain shots like there's still such yeah. a vast chasm of information that we are just so ignorant to right yeah that we're just trying to pick up I feel like sometimes I get a little like stressed when I watch movies now because I'm like, how did how did they do? That? Yeah, <laughs> what do they know that we don't know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how did they get this shot? This makes no sense. And it's like you said, like we've taught ourselves like quite a bit, for sure. Yeah. But there's just so much more out there that that's crazy. Like, what, how would you describe the role of the director? Because I mean, I I feel like I have like a very general idea. But like, what did you do? Like, what was your job for? That people <laughs> yeah basically like you're it's it sounds so degrading saying it like that being a people wrangler but basically is like i was making sure that dave was comfortable with everything that we were doing i was like hyping him up i was mm -hmm. making sure that like jack and the grips knew like what kind what shots we were getting okay. basically it's a bunch of pre-production and then it's like managing expectations day of and mm -hmm. like managing the talent and like giving direction as the director to the director of photography and the grips to to like tweak things or me be like jack this is the this is the shot that i'm picturing like right. you like pull you it you you, you pull it together because okay. he because like i'm not the expert on camera angles and what lens you should use and the lighting and what atmosphere and all this stuff like that's yeah. his like that's his piece so it's just like it's a lot of trust and just like basically like giving minor and, uh, directions. I feel like the biggest challenge for me specifically in that role would be um, sort of conveying my vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That must have been really challenging. Just well, being able to like tell the DP what you're thinking and yeah. him actually execute that like that communication must be that's such a crucial skill to be able to really add. Totally. interesting to what Kyle said being able to actually convey that to someone who can mm -hmm. then execute yeah. it like that's that's such a fucking hard it's thing like to do it's like really good communication and again just a lot of pre-production like I yeah. had multiple calls with Andy I Jack and I Jack actually location scouted with me okay. so like we went to four different yeah. spots and then we settled on like the vibe of the music video it was like a kind of like hometowny, like it was supposed to be 
like a parody of being like alone and sad, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song's fucking awesome. We'll but, put the link in the bio, so just yeah, exactly. You guys can check it out. And uh, goes viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for all ten subscribers. <laughs> Sick. And uh, but yeah, like basically, like, he came out. He had like the like app on his phone to like show like the different uh, focal lengths and everything that he like wanted to use. So like we set up and I was like thinking I like wanted it to be a bit wider. So we did like uh, between like a 24 and a 35 and then we used a 50 for a couple of like really tight shots um, that were handheld Mm. aside from two shots in the music in the video that are handheld. Everything else was on a tripod or on like a glide, like this huge slider that was, on roller like on like rollerblade wheels it was like 13 feet long i think it was and yeah it was it was crazy it was really cool but yeah it's just pre-production so much much so that makes sense (laughs) like and then at times like that you can understand why there's so many people on a production oh Oh, man like why it's not just crazy oh i'm like (laughs) and i'm looking outside and i'm like oh man the lighting's great there's no harsh sunlight or anything and jack's like okay cool I want you guys to set up a uh, 300D outside, pushing light in through the blinds, and then we're gonna do a 300D inside, and then we're gonna dim the lights on the inside mm-hmm. to make it look a little bit dingier, but then we want Dave's face to be lit up, and we had negatives and uh, like bounces and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like really, it's just understanding <laughs> lighting. Like if you can understand yeah. lighting, that's you unlock the secrets to the universe. Lasting. Like yeah, it's yeah. I think crazy, I've seen that man. in a YouTube ad. Actually. Oh, dude, probably. <laughs> honest to God, like it's like DMT or learning how to how to light something. I guess I've seen. I know virtually that's nothing. Crazy. It's crazy, Seriously. man. It's it, just... is, it is kind of insane, and I mean, just even having people because like. With us, we are everything yeah. all at once. So it's mm-hmm. like if I'm if I'm on the camera and then I see well I need to change the lighting, it's like like we're either like both of us are on cameras, one of us has to go like yeah. stop what we're doing, change the lighting, like do all this other stuff. It's like that's it's a complete nightmare. Like one thing that Matt and I did that really helped us like closer to the end of twenty twenty one is like deciding who's going to do what. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we realized we didn't really need two shooters never shoot. Well, so yeah, right? so, yeah we'd go to one and Mike would be like, cool, I'm going to direct this one, you shoot. Or like he'll like project manage, I'll right. shoot. And then the next one, Mike would be like, cool, I'm going to shoot, you direct slash yeah. project manage. Yeah. And, and it did make things go a lot smoother. Like, totally. Like there's times when like we'll get to a shoot that I know that Kyle has already done all like the logistical work yeah. like yeah. leading up to it. So it's like I'll get there and I'll just start to set up all the lights. It's like mm-hmm. I'll just kind of just start setting stuff yeah. up and it yeah. just – doing that task because you know that someone else mm-hmm. has a, a vision in mind right like well and like we own we have it down now so like i i do most of the pre-production and matt has a handful that he'll take but then day of usually we'll like we might split the role of shooting or it'll mainly be matt and i'll be directing and like kind of managing the other people that are there like mm-hmm. the client or mm-hmm. the talent or whatever it is mm-hmm. post-production i get all the footage i do all the selects and maybe potentially find a couple songs and then Matt just like chef's kiss ties it together at the end and just makes it look beautiful and it doesn't and it's like not and it's, and it's not select tra- drag to sequence export HFX director production yeah, <laughs> like, yeah wh- why'd you stop putting rope at the end I'll, I'll change it uh, yeah. never change it oh don't worry it's just a watermark so they don't take it right away no but like, it's, not, it's to the music not trying to like undermine at all, at all what you're doing because literally I can't edit I can't even edit like a video to music anymore like i just don't see it yeah. i like i literally can't i like put all the clips in and i'm like these are my favorite shots from it <laughs> and then at the end here's all the other shit in case you want to put something else in and then matt just like no, colors not. sound design everything and just makes it look like a masterpiece and i wasn't trying to shit on you either that was oh like, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take it man the ship, ship sinks without no, me so. <laughs> i'm okay nice. with that yeah there we go but that's so that's so awesome yeah like, it at some point you just gotta figure out what your strengths are and yeah you, but you you have a team right it's to like succeed, any team. you need to have those defined roles because if yeah. not we're gonna be stepping on each other's toes trying totally. to complete the same task and just wasting time with redundancies oh, right yeah. so you know, without those clear, which we have, which we went through yeah. in oh, the first year, yeah. year and a half almost. There's times we would sit down and we'd tandem edit a video. We'd be side <laughs> by side, 
and I'll be like, here, you put some clips in. I'll oh. put, oh, it's no, such And we're just like, why are we doing this, man? And like, yeah. it's ridiculous And it's now. like, it's so tedious, too, because like, you'll be in the middle of a boat to do, you'll do one task, and you're like, going to do the next three tasks, and the yeah. person beside you is like, so I think we should do this. It's like, I'm getting there. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's so tedious. Honestly, yeah. It's getting to the point now, like, typically, Riker and I would always edit together, but I yeah. mean, even, you know, s- more so specifically post-Christmas, like, after the holidays, you know, Riker does do all of the photography for mm-hmm. Rome, right? I might take, like, six photos a year, if that. Yeah. Um, so, like, for the shoots for Supple King this past weekend, you know, we were just at our own respected offices, right? Yeah. I went through the videos, Riker went through the photos, we knew what we were doing, and then put it together in one folder at the end 100%. and deliver it to the client, right? Because there's yeah. no need to be yeah. constantly... Well, Unless it's a big, big production, yes. yeah, yeah. then, then we'll bounce off each other. Yeah. We might tandem edit something like that where, like... I'm the director of editing sometimes, so I'll just give myself a role. If Matt's <laughs> editing, I'm like, cool, I'm going to sit over your shoulders. Yeah, Riker's and got I'm just this really nod my habit head. of, like, whatever title I have for a project, he'll just take the same title, but he'll add, like, director in front, just to make it seem like one hard, like, yeah, I'm lead editor. He'll be like, I'm director of lead editor. I'm director. I'm the. I'm directing the edit right now. Director yeah. yeah. of lead editing. <laughs> yeah. are, you guys, are you guys 50-50 partners in row? Yeah. Yes, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was one thing too, like to. We to were point. we were sixty forty for the first like three months when you were still working at yeah blended, yeah. but I mean we thought that was gonna be like a year and yeah. three months into it he yeah. ended up going down like one shift a week so I'm like well we might as well yeah, yeah. that right. was literally yeah pretty similar to us too you got I mean yeah, we were like we were like, we were like charging you. different things on projects and like we and saying, it just didn't make any sense you <laughs> 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 said that just went right in my head. <laughs> yeah just life in tiktok yeah. but um but yeah no once we started just like tag teaming every like every project splitting everything down the middle and like working towards like the common goal it just completely shifted the momentum of our business yeah. like bef- at first it kind of felt like we were just kind of running gun at like doing i don't even know doing the bare minimum i want to say but like at the time it just feels like the bare minimum because it was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely when we came together, the same as you guys. It yeah. was like, you start to move forward, and yeah. you get to figure out what you actually are good at. Like, Kyle does a lot of our, like, does all our photography, um, and, like, a lot of, like, the corporate style interview stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of, like... It's literally right. That's basically yeah. what I yeah. do, and too. Yeah, and then I... Like stand interviews. No, and I'm, yeah. like, I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind, like, editing it together, but I don't like putting, making people say things, mm. like... Where you have to like manipulate what they're saying into like a. I'm just a I'm a wizard at that. Yeah. And then Mac puts a B roll on yeah. top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah I, and I'm like I'm more like editing the beat hits and like the, the I don't know just yeah. the more mm-hmm. high impact stuff and it's we figured that out this year and it's it's going well but I mean Kyle's getting getting pretty good at the editing too now he's trying to get him over to Final Cut Pro. Oh. I don't know, Are you man. Premier? I'm in Premiere. Yeah, stick it through, man. Stick it through. We just bought it for the other computer, but he hasn't even opened it. Yet, I know. Uh, if I were to switch to anything, <laughs> which I definitely won't, Da Vinci, it'd be Da Vinci. Yeah, Kyle yeah. does some stuff in Da Vinci, but I did a bit of coloring in Da Vinci, but the workflow is a bit, is a bit complicated. Is that what John? It's, is that yeah. what John yeah. it's, you know, it's just. What? Is that what John uses with the Thunderbirds? He's in Da Vinci. No, he was using some other old program that's just like really basic, but. Um, yeah, Da Vinci. I, I love their color grading in Da Vinci, oh, but yeah. going from the nodes and everything to Da Vinci, like, the workflow is just atrocious. You can't like once you export your clips and then you color them. It's like you put it back together and then th- somebody wants something changed and you have to go through the whole process. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like from a revision standpoint, it's a lot. It's awful. Unless you were in Da Vinci for everything, that yes, would be amazing. Yeah. What I've seen some people do is literally as do like just like slap on a color grade. Like or, a rough on a premiere? Yeah, in yeah. premiere, send it off, wait till the final, final, like, revisions oh, are done, yeah. then finish the color grading in DaVinci. Mm-hmm. One of my cousins actually works for 902 Productions, which is, uh, like, editing house in the city here. Sweet. And he's worked on, like, Netflix, like, he edits for, like, some Netflix shows mm-hmm. and, like, CBC documentaries and stuff, and he basically, the full edit gets put together, and then he adds on, like, the like smoke or like the snow particles mm-hmm. and like and like does up that little bit of color grading at the end yeah. so that you you don't have to do that <laughs> someday, yeah that's someday costs. yeah <laughs> well yeah that's the thing with a lot of our projects it's it's we're pretty flexible with that stuff and it's a little bit of a tighter turnaround totally so there's not a lot of like half the time by the time we get to the deadline it's like well they yeah. just approved the final one so totally. there's no time but like yeah, it, it's definitely something that I'd like to do more. I mean, Premiere's pretty good. It's a little clunky with the different lumetries. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's just not designed for Mac. And we all use Mac except for like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kyle so just made the shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, I love my PC. When I hey man, if like someday Indeed. when we can afford like a couple really good iMacs uh, or like a really or like or maybe Matt will just keep on laptop and I'll get an iMac. I will. Or something. I mean, just with the new with the new iMac. Yeah. The, the MacBook good. Pro. The Pro. Like, do you have a laptop right there? I have a 2015 MacBook Pro. Okay. <laughs> but the, you can like the email that I, laptop. I literally. The email laptop. An email laptop, basically. <laughs> nice. But I have I like have a Netflix uh, MacBook Air at home. Yeah. <laughs> but my PC is just an absolute beast. So it is, yeah. Like, especially it, after the last upgrade. Yeah. Even it like kind of like I don't know shits the bed with Premiere every once in a while if like some of the bigger projects we had that's that's a Premiere Pro issue not a computer yeah but I'm like looking to dabble in like Blender. (laughs) 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 You want to talk about your Final Cut experience in December? Uh, it's just that was a laptop <laughs> issue, I think. That was, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the PC. Our, my PC is great, um, and it literally saved our lives in, in the at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. MacBook decided we to lost the take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it. Uh, I mean, I love it, but I love my Mac more. <clears> yeah. It's just a unit. So it's, it's just everything's there too. Yeah. Totally. And just everything's all there. Yeah, you can't like. I, I'm just, oh yeah, I'm an Apple whore. I just, uh, yeah. it, it just, everything is so seamless together. Yeah. iPhones, iPads, MacBooks. Tim, head us up, man. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a MacBook, and I have an iPhone, and I have an I'll iPad Pro, money, and I have all that thing, stuff. Right? But yeah. That's like when I worked there, like a lot of people would come in, and the, you're not really selling the product, you're make, you're just lining up the right product with the right people, and yeah. a lot of people were like, I don't really need that all those ports. It's like, what do you do for work? And they're like, I'm in, like video editing. It's like, mm. yes, you do. You it's do like, need the ports. I promise you, yes, you want those extra two USB C ports because it's like makes a big difference. It's like yes. when I went to the Apple store, the Halifax Shopping Center, to, to get like buy one of the MacBook Pros, right? Mm. She's like, yeah, like we all were completely sold out. I'm like, who the fuck in Nova Scotia needs that much power in these MacBook yeah. Pros that they're sold out? Yeah, the, right? I, like it blows my mind. The yeah. Mac Pro As you're buying one. M1 <laughs> Max yeah. or whatever it was. I just picture someone fucking playing The Sims and writing like an essay for like Dow. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wall coding or something. Yeah, look, oh, how, that's look, that's look, look how smooth my Sim walks. It's like, ah. That's, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sitting here on like an old MacBook, like, <clears throat> premium yeah. keeps shutting down. Yeah, watching the wheel just spin. Um, mm. I guess another question I'll ask. Um, one, or, not really a question, but one piece of advice you'd give to someone just starting out in our industry. Oh man, we've talked about this Shit. before, actually. I know it's a tough do, one. Do do work for free, but be strategic about it. So do work for free, but not for free. Yeah, like only do work for free if you can leverage that work. Well, he's got the spinning wheel. <laughs> yeah. If you if you can leverage that work later on, like there's still there's still a few companies even with, like the money that we made last year and the clients we work with now, there's if certain companies reach out to me, I would easily do something for free. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or like, product or like... Yeah, right? There's usually an exchange... Oh, companies like that, there's usually an exchange of goods of something, right? Even, yeah. Even if you, you know, for the doing something free but not for free, as long as you can see some form of ROI mm-hmm. from the completion of this project, yeah. whether that's a connection you make through this company yeah. or there's a larger company within the same niche that you can then leverage that video to get with them. Yeah. That's kind of thing. But at the same time, you have to be wary. You don't want to build like a year's worth of work off that model because then you are then going to contribute to a devalued market right. and you're just going to hurt other creators. Yeah, totally. right? And then you're also going to get people into the habit of thinking, new guy, free video. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's like, it yeah, that's, that's been a tough transition for us, right? Like, I mean, like, um, now we're make, like we're, do, we're doing the jobs we want to do, but there's still those people that reach out. It's like, oh, you're still like, it's oh, it's just the two of you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like so obviously all the lights help and show like the legitimacy yeah. to our company. It's like an insurance policy, yeah. basically, right? right? The more equipment you have, people mm. just same thing with like a larger team, right? You see, you yeah. just feel like you're gonna you're gonna get better work. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it. But my counterpoint to that is, if you are somebody who's doing it solo, or if you're doing it like as a duo, <clears> like don't discount the quality of a small team as well. Because I see some people who are like just starting out their production company or their photography company or, or graphic design, whatever, has like a hundred followers. And they're like, one of our graphic designers will do this or our video editor will do this. And I'm like, I know you're just one person. <laughs> and like, and, and literally <laughs> like just 
just be be the one man or one yeah. woman yeah. like or whatever don't team right like yeah. don't yeah. pretend because people now can see right through that mm-hmm. shit like and don't get like i hate the fake it till you make it thing like if you say fake it till you make it like go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm sorry I, but... was, I was definitely like a kind of like a fake it till you make it like a year and a half ago i'd say but everybody you know, like, everybody is mind. at some point yeah. though my first year that's all i did yeah, yeah. No, honestly, right? just with and, the daily videos. Yeah, and, and you're, like, worried about posting every day and just, like, what other people are thinking about mm-hmm. what you're doing. And it's just, like... Yeah, that's that's not I feasible. Say, I would say yeah. that's... That in in itself would be a good piece of advice, but it's also, like, the hardest piece of advice to, to, to follow through with is this idea that, you know, your art's only meant to be viewed once. Like, I posted this photo, I can't post it again. Yeah. Or I can't post something from that shoot because I've already posted it, my audience is somewhere, right? Post- your I, art's yeah. not meant to be viewed once and just forgotten about, right? Yeah. And then you also don't have to post every single day to stay relevant. Like, I personally struggle with that a lot. Like, if I don't post for a month, I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. people are going to forget who I am. Yeah. Better make a post, right? And that was the thing, too. I found, like, when I was really, like, focused on trying to just post every day, it's like people don't care enough to see your stuff every day, you know? Yeah. So it's like you got to leave them wanting a little bit more and just, like... I started posting more of, like, me back on my Instagram yeah, again, right? Yeah. And, like, a lot of people started, like, engaging more. And, like, it's because it's you. It's, it's not also humanizing your brand. 100%, right? right? Yeah, totally. So I think and, like, it doesn't mean you don't have to work, like, create every day. No. Like, you can create every day. You just don't always have to be posting about it, right? Because yeah. that's another big thing is, you know, we started saying that. Riker started saying it a lot to me because I struggle with being, like, a perfectionist in the yeah. sense that I'll sit on a project for way too long because I'm just trying to get one aspect of it perfectly mm-hmm. right. And Riker always, always says, like, listen, man, Done is better than perfect, yeah. right? That's and, true. you know, perfection is going to be your biggest barrier to entry in this market because your work will never be as good as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It'll always fall short of your expectations because you're falling in love with this idea of this, like, fantasy video you're going to create. It's mm-hmm. always going to fall short. Yeah. yeah. And then it's 10 minutes after you post it, you're going to be like, I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, maybe I'll not 10 minutes, that. but, like, you know, like... I'll go back to old videos and photos I've done, and I get, like, violently archive. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've over tough. 300 archives. I have so I have so many archives. But it's kind of a cool way to look back and just be like, this is where I was, this is, is where I am. It is. Yeah. But I know because you think about it, like, who else is actually going this far back on my page? Yeah. Like, probably nobody. 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 Like, like, why am I doing it for the fourth time today? I don't know. Right? <laughs> that like 10 year challenge that's out right now. I want to do one. That's you, the like, literally post, There's a 10 year challenge. Post the first piece of content. That's just because you've been around for both of them, Matt. Your first piece of content versus your most recent piece of content. Your what? I said, like, post your, like, your first piece of content versus your current, like, cool. piece of content. Oh, that'd be like, cool. literally, like, if you have a highlight reel, I don't know, like, none of us have been doing it this long, but if you have a highlight reel from, like, five years ago, post it next to your highlight reel from today. Like, or, like, go back, like, if I went back to, like, the first, like, actual photo that I took with, like, my Pentax when I first mm. bought that versus the photos I take now, like, I'd be laughing. Like, oh, yeah. you just learn so much. Crazy. It's interesting, though, because, like, I feel like the way that we've all learned, obviously, through being self-taught is just going out and just creating stuff for ourselves, yeah. right? But there's that weird, like, inverse tipping of scales where, you know, once business gets to a point where that takes priority, you stop creating for yourselves. Yeah. Like, for me personally, I find that, like, detrimental for the success of, like, our business if we don't <laughs> carve out time, and we're bad at it, I'll be honest, right. if we don't yeah. carve out time to create for ourselves. Right. Because, you know... That's like you're the most authentic form of content you can create for yourself. Totally. Right. And I think a big thing for us too is that like we compare us creating for ourselves is the same as you guys. So it's like your guys creating yourselves is like getting out, being active. Whereas like this is our kind of way of creating for ourselves right now is just like talking, having conversations, Mm -hmm. and creating. So it's like well, even like that that comparison of being like I'm I don't need to go on fucking a bunch of hikes to try and look like Matt when I can just do my own thing and really dial that in. I don't even go on hikes. No, you just send the drones. You sit in the car and send the drones. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, I'll sip on a fucking latte in the car. I'll <laughs> no, you like pulls over. Like, beautiful view. <laughs> pulls over on the road where there's some trees. <laughs> takes one view. step into the trees. Mike, take a photo of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah. Photoshop oh, more yeah. trees. Oh, you brought your camera? I didn't even know. Yeah. That. yeah. No, that's actually a really good point, man. I was thinking that from the beginning of this little tangent that we went on. It was like, that's the that might actually be my biggest goal for this year is to do more stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, you know, like, fuck, even something as simple as that little red, stupid Red Bull photo I took yesterday. Yeah. Which is a bomb That was photo. a sick photo. But I just, it was just like, I was just sitting at my desk kind of bored and like, I just, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Red Bull, thank you Red Bull, you take care of us. Yeah, and thanks for Now you take care of Rove as well, amazing. Um, 
And I was like, you know, like that wasn't really for them. It was more just like, oh, yeah. I want to do a cool flat lay, and then that didn't work out, and well, then I did something else. I and love flat lays, man. Well, that was the it same was, with you did the, Red Bull, the product Red Bull video just for fun. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which funneled yeah. into True. doing paid work for Red Bull. So, yeah. you know, that was pretty cool. But Yeah, that's another good point for everybody starting out. Don't stop creating for yourself. Because, yeah. Uh, oh, that's your ticket to success. It keeps you yeah. going. And One I, of the I, biggest. I mean, Sorry. like you said, doing free work, too. It's like. Like you said, even now, like if there if it's a specific brand, a specific company that's like, like I would still do free work just because it's like, that that would be sick. Yeah, It'd be sick yeah. to work with this like company. Like Nike reaches out, right? Yeah, exactly. Not that they'd ever reach out, but like you know what I mean. Or like, like even smaller brands that like will give you yeah. full creative control over the project. For sure. If you pitch like the best thing you can do is go in and actually like pitch an idea to a small business. Because chances are, and what we've realized over the past couple of years, is like literally 90% of businesses in Atlantic Canada have never had a video done mm-hmm. or professional photography yeah. for their business. And it's just, it's such a huge asset now. And like back on the point of creating for yourself, like our biggest like downfall that, that we realized over the past year is that we stress about projects that we have coming, that like are in the future before they even happen, and then we waste that time leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have this, we have this like big shoot in a month, and then we like waste like two days out of our week for the four weeks leading up to it, just like thinking about the project and not doing and not doing anything. <laughs> like, not not, e- not even like <laughs> not even doing pre production for the yeah. project. Just being like, oh man, we have so much work coming up. We have so much work coming up, and then we just sit there. That's almost great advice <laughs> to what you ask for people getting into the industry or just trying to figure it out. Is don't get stuck in the trap of thinking about how you're gonna do it or what your next step is. Just go out and, and do, right? Yeah. The, the only reason why that I was able to do this and I attribute literally every ounce of success I have to this point to this was after I quit my job, I came back from ISM, I started doing those daily videos, right? Mm-hmm. You and I went to the to Shuby Park and yep. we literally held birds, birds right? Yeah. Yeah. And you I was and just, I, yeah. there was no point to any of the videos. They were just little 60 second vlogs that I put on my Instagram, but that led to paid work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just little B-roll sequences for fun. And it, it creates relationships too. Like That's I reached it, out, yeah. I saw you doing it. I was like, I reached out, I was like, let's go. That's like, how I met Riker. That's exactly. literally how yeah. Matt and I became business Same partners. Same as me and, me and uh, Kyle. Like I, he did a video for me when I worked for the Sutton company. Just yeah. like came and modeled for me just because he was watching along. And, but like yeah. that's the thing it's because this guy's like, been modeling a lot like, i know I like i don't know what's Couple going shoots. on <laughs> supplement yeah. I mean, it's that tells me style. that the, the pool for bottles is getting low <laughs> we're running out of people that haven't been photographed yet yeah. so that now we're at me but yeah whatever um, i'll take awesome. what i can get i guess i'll answer yeah. i'll answer my i'll get my own piece of advice too to kind of answer my own question um my biggest uh best piece i could give anybody starting out is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and not only that but people who are supportive and that's like mm-hmm. what leads this conversation is you guys are all more educated in like the gear side of the field and everything and no, that's no, something no, trust I, me but you are though. you know he is and i i pull stuff from here and that's <laughs> the exact same he tells right. me what i have to buy yeah. like i need a camera he's like get this <laughs> So like Kyle's like we need that's more Kyle's right, like we yeah. need more lights. I was like order more lights. <laughs> Get some more lights, yeah. right? He but controls the But that's <laughs> one thing is like surround yourself with passionate, creative people that you respect in the field because they have only good things to learn from them. That's my yeah. biggest takeaway. Yeah. But um, and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be an ass. Don't be a dick to those people. If people are are nice to you and they're supporting you and they're helping you along, just just be thankful. Yeah. Be be appreciative. Yeah. Give back. When you get to a certain point where you are able to give back and help those other younger creatives, remember where you were at and just like and just, comment, you know. Yeah, like, you like honestly, that's a good like comment, back share. To who's like younger yeah. in the industry? I remember how fired up I'd be when like Dave Culligan would like or comment on one of my things mm-hmm. like years ago, right? And now it's like you try and I try and do that. that it's no like, joke, and this is hand to God true story. Like when I first started doing, because when I like left the the financial industry, I had zero experience. I never touched a camera. I had zero ties to this industry. I've just started doing daily videos to try and get out there and right. meet people. The day you followed me back on Instagram, like I had like a mild fangirl moment <laughs> in my room because you were already doing videos for Coldstream and other brands. I was like, ba- basically for free. I was like, I was like, like, like Strobe just followed me on Instagram. I was like, oh shit. Whoa. Like straight up, I was stoked. Which I was on sick, cloud right? nine. Now man. it's like, now I got to Now I'm trying to message him. He's not answering. Leave me on red. No, I mean, awesome. I think we'll wrap up though, guys, because I mean, I think you'll be a recurring guests. Hopefully, I'm. 
if this I'm definitely going to be on again. Um, and we can't Only get too much advice because you're giving away all the secrets too, right? So True. Yeah. Um, I think it, I mean, if, it, if this whole setup doesn't sum it up enough for <laughs> what I just said about people like, like, and what Riley said, it's like, we are direct competitors. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sitting here talking about our experience, like we're friends, sharing and there's no reason why like that can't be the standard for yeah. this industry. Like, hundred percent. You know, there's there's always gonna be competition, but it, I think it's great, and I think that I'm super stoked that you guys are willing to come on and, and share with us, and Man. and hopefully work with us in the future, because that's the only way that we're all gonna the future. We're all like gonna grow. Month, it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like you know? Sony Alpha comes out and needs a company, I'll cut your legs. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair we enough. gotta, we gotta put, a, we gotta start a list of companies that we can be friends off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah top yeah. ten companies, we'll just do a draw. Yeah, there you go. We'll do a draft. Yeah, it's tra- transparency. It's cool. I think is really it's important the biggest thing. in our industry. Like we've always been transparent with like our pricing and yeah. like you know just like making yeah. sure we're helping build each other. Which up was and a not big thing for you and I when we were just individuals yep. because like I had no idea what to charge no. and like yeah. totally. we bounce prices back 100%. all the time. Yeah, no, and that, I think that's it's huge. It keeps the industry standard high and. It keeps lifting each other up and totally the biggest thing that i'm realizing over the past couple of years is that there is so much money out there yeah <laughs> i don't want to like it's like i don't want to end on that actually but but <laughs> right, like now we gotta talk for another 20 minutes. but like fuck <laughs> no and it, it's crazy it's the biggest thing that i've really realized is seeing companies just like throwing huge numbers at these companies that are not getting their roi at all like they're getting yeah. like the bare minimum kind of just like because it's like a huge agency. Yeah, and they just have, and it's not, it's, when you guys do a video, I immediately know it's one of your guys' videos. Yeah. You know, and like, and these videos are so like cliche and just like generic, commercially looking videos that are like, which sounds like I'm degrading that, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much opportunity to like pay guys who are more creative and have yeah. a different outlook on what the end, end project's gonna look like. And, totally. Um, I think it's definitely important to just keep showcasing that you can get less for more maybe or even just our big that's not the good way you can get more for less more for less yeah more for less (laughs) more for less that's yeah yeah yeah. under promise over deliver yeah that's what i was gonna say that's always been our thing too is just always try and do more than what you're promising without devaluing what you're actually doing Mm Yeah, I don't know. I'm um, thanks. Sweet. I, I'm not good at doing their outros. Check Kyle does the intros and outros. But, <laughs> intros and outros. Yeah, I'll let you go. Go ahead. Uh, tune in next week for. Um, no, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, like I said, I mean, probably a little rambly, but. Socials. Really, socials. Before you do that, socials. Row Productions. HFX Director. Strike Force. Yeah. Nice. With an S, with a Y and with an S. Okay, well, uh, we're just going to put that in the bio. Also, <laughs> yeah. also linked in the bio. But yeah, Sarah Cock. Yeah, I mean, you, if you're watching this, you probably already follow these guys anyway. But uh, yeah, I pr- really appreciate um, you guys coming on and, and sharing with us. And, you know, uh, let's just take, take over the yeah. world. To the moon. Just the two of us. Can make it if we try. That's always how I really wanted to.